stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and this is episode number 169, nice, of the Morning Monorail Podcast. Today is August the 23rd, if you're listening when the show releases, as you should be. And if you're listening later, where have you been? Get it together. But we're glad you're here now. And joining you and joining me are a couple very special co-hosts for today's show. Let us introduce them in order of, I guess, like young to old and uh, cute to beautiful. We're going to start with Steffers. Steffers, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Hello. I've missed you all. We've missed you too. So glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah. I mean... As promised, we had to bring you back one more time, at least before the show is over. And now that we've got all, all the information we could ever want about Halloween Horror Nights 30, you demanded to come on the show this week. But not just for that. I know that you were dying to talk about maybe a few other things, maybe some Disney-related topics. Correct. I invited myself to uh, to say a lot of things. Let's just <laughs> say that. I'm looking forward to hear all of those things that you're going to say. But before we do that, let's bring in the most beautiful cast member of the Morning Monorail and also the oldest. And I'm just going to say it's canon because I said it on the podcast. It's Landon the Dawes Doe. Landon, welcome to the show. CM Punk! CM Punk! CM! <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I've been doing that a lot this week. And hi, everybody. It's me. It's Landon coming to you from the isolation station of love. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm surprised you still have a voice. To be honest. Me too. Yeah. Uh, between screaming that name for roughly the last fifty hours and listening to Cult of Personality on pretty much a repeat. Yeah, yeah. it's uh it's 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 been a pretty pretty interesting weekend in Casa de Does. Yeah. How do I see him Punk is back all oh, wrestling? We're not here to talk about wrestling. We are here to talk Disney news and then some universal stuff later. But we're gonna kick things off with Disney. But I had something I wanted to talk about from Disney Plus. Surprise topic. We had mentioned that we were going to talk about this uh, at some point, maybe on a Patreon exclusive or whenever. But you know what? All the rules, they don't matter anymore. The show's ending. We can do whatever we mm -hmm. want. This is the penultimate episode. We can do whatever we want. Yes. So there will be more CM Punk talk at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> have you all watched all of Behind the Attraction? Uh, I have not. I watched Haunted Mansion, started Space, and then we watched Jungle Cruise. I completely forgot that that came what? out. What? You haven't I seen know. any of it? How no. do you land in? I know that I, you were feeling upset because they're kind of stepping on our gimmick and everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to be upset at that. Ooh, as I shake my <laughs> fist at the camera. I'm trying, to, um, I'm trying to give you something here, buddy. Some good reason why you haven't watched it yet. 
Well, I appreciate that, and definitely not that I'm forgetful. And also, Disney Plus doesn't really uh, make big announcements whenever they drop new stuff, at least that I don't see. Uh, that said, if, have you all been watching uh, What uh, What If for Marvel? <laughs> no, I didn't know that that was actually releasing, Landon. See? There we go. Point Landon. It's like at midnight again. I'm just giving out points randomly. Uh, but uh, have not seen Behind the Attraction, though I have a feeling I know what I'm going to be doing this afternoon. Okay, well, this won't resonate necessarily with you as much as I hoped it would, but I'm just going to tell you, um, Steffers, maybe maybe since you've seen a little bit of it, it'll make some sense. Um, behind the attraction, I love the idea. I don't love the execution. And the re- Can confirm. Can confirm. Yeah, yes. the, the reason wow. is they tell you this episode is going to be about Star Tours. Okay, maybe like... 70% or 65% is, but then they let it go somewhere else. Which leads to, and all of them are like this, pretty much. Like, every single one of the episodes, it starts with the topic they told you they were going to talk about, but then other things start to bleed into the discussion, and it ends somewhere it didn't start. Like, ju- even Jungle Cruise, they, they started with Jungle Cruise, but then they started talking a little bit more about, like, the movie by the end of it. What? Yeah. yeah, it was very... I also do not like the um, narrator lady. She was a little too extra for me. Paget Brewster. Actually, I like her, but here's the thing. No, I'm gonna, she was in uh, what, Season of Community, all right. Yeah, I like her. She's a comedian. She's funny. I do like her. However, I don't blame her. I blame the director. And here is what I wanted to get to. That show is like ADHD incarnate. That's what it is. Like, wow. If you've ever, if you're a fan of like documentaries and deep dive history and stuff, then you're, you're going to like some of this show. But number one, it doesn't go deep enough. It it stays like just below the surface of the stories that you want to hear. But then there's all this bouncing around between let's use audio from the attraction. Let's put one line in from someone who was a Imagineer for this uh, particular attraction. Let's go back to the narrator. Let's throw in jokes that we're going to like run with for the whole episode and keep referring back to. And it's just like, bam, bam, bam. And I was talking with Sam about it. Sam is an admitted person who has ADHD. She doesn't really notice this from the show. I am a person who's much more like I can calm and focus and I can be entertained by like running water if I think it's pretty enough. Um, This show is unsettling to me because of the way that it's so chaotic. I thought it was going to give me more than it gave. I really, there were some, there were some cool tidbits like the Haunted Mansion one. Cool. But it, it really does veer in like 10 different directions. <laughs> yeah. So they came for our gimmick and didn't even do it good. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Cut to today. Landon, you recommend I go watch the Back to the Future episode of the movies that made us. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. On Netflix. I got uh, two seasons of it. Really good stuff. Yeah. And I haven't ever watched a single episode of it. Shame on me because it's got a lot of topics I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go watch the Back to the Future episode. Loved it. However, while I was watching it, I was going, why does this feel so much like behind the attraction to me? Spoiler alert. The director of the movies that made us, his name is Brian Volkweiss. Guess who created behind the attraction? Really? Brian Volkweiss. Wow. And it's exactly the same structure. You've got a narrator who throws in little jokes. Mm-hmm. 
You've got like the hard cuts between here's the movie saying a line that we would say, but we're going to let the movie say it for us. Let's bring in actors. Let's bring in the directors. Let's just jump, 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 jump. But for some reason, I was able to focus on this one a little more, but it still at times was causing me to feel like, God, will you just calm down, bring the energy down just a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the movies that made us, but I can definitely see uh, that is a fair criticism. It is very kind of uh, well ADHD, as you put it. Uh, it really wants to laugh at its laugh at its own jokes sometimes, yeah. and 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 make its narrative the star as opposed to the movie, yeah. or I guess in this case the attraction. Which, hmm. but the big difference between the two shows, the movies that made us focuses on the topic the whole time, behind the attraction does not. Mm. So I actually mm. liked the movies that made us better personally, but that is, that is my instant reaction. Interesting. By the way, two seasons on Netflix, uh, season two has a uh, back to the future, Jurassic park, Forrest Gump and uh, pretty woman. So, so all quality is what you're saying. Got it. Yes. I'll watch it after we're done. Yeah. Very good stuff. Good stuff. I- and uh, I, I think it's four episodes for season one as well, but I only saw two of two of them. It's Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and then Die Hard, and then another one. So another top notch stuff, <laughs> and another one. Look <laughs> at me, I'm DJ Khaled, and another one. So uh, here's my little watch this, not that. Go watch the movies that made us. Don't watch Behind the Attraction and go listen to M34D because we covered many of the things that were covered on Behind the Attraction and we did it better. Yeah. Take that. Dirty Dancing was the other one, by the way. There it is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was a reason I didn't watch that. But yeah, M34D, you guys like break it down. Sorry, nobody can see my hand <laughs> movements. So it's I fine. have to say what I'm doing. You guys break it down, and behind the attraction, I wanted so much more. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I wanted to be wowed. I was not wowed. I was like, oh, cool. And and especially when when we talked about the premise of this, it's like, okay, they're kind of doing the thing from M34D, but Disney has way more access than Jay or I did have at the time and probably will ever have. So to hear that the follow-through didn't exactly make it out of the oven so to speak that's disappointing and by the way steffers it's fine you can motion with your hands i literally just held a thumbs up to the camera that only two other people are <laughs> ever gonna see for like 45 seconds when you were talking about m34d so we appreciate you're, the thumb you're welcome yeah okay just assume that i have a thumbs up to the camera the entire episode everybody until i don't maybe i might have to give a thumbs down zo on a on a, on a topic we might be talking about yeah. later we call that a spoiler in the business <laughs> one more thing i had to talk about before we get to the news and i'll make this one very fast yesterday i met up with theme park rob and skipper bob two dear friends of the morning monorail family members of the morning monorail family what am i saying their family met with them at disney springs we went to jock Lindsay's hangar bar and we ordered the Bacon of Doom, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, wow. How yes. was it? So let me tell you, if you are uninitiated to the Bacon of Doom, let me explain. This is thick-cut applewood smoked bacon dipped in ganacheries milk chocolate and chipotle ganache served with a choice of shareable smoked cocktail, either the trusty revolver, which is essentially an old-fashioned, or the snake bite margarita smoked and served with an ice sphere, sphere in the cup, in the glass. I cannot say enough good thing. I don't know if you all can feel the happiness that's coming out of my voice when I talk about this, but it was everything I wanted. We we went with the trusty revolver, 
I kept calling it the rusty revolver because I <laughs> have a problem. We went with the trusty revolver. The bacon with the chocolate and the chipotle. Well, who am I, Bill Cosby? It was so mm. good. It was so good. They had it. The my only disappointment was they stick it uh, to the little uh, serving. Uh, what would you call it? Pla- not platter. Serving uh, palate. They stick it to it with the bacon, um, so that the bacon or with the chocolate, so the bacon is standing up. And so when you pull the bacon off of the of the plank. Some of the chocolate stays stuck to the plank, and that made me sad. But the bacon is delicious. The the smoke, I don't know how they're, like, I don't know where this smoke is coming from, but it definitely smells like a campfire. And you got, like, that flavor of the campfire in the bacon and in the old fashion. It mm. was, like, the most satisfying, pleasing thing that I have had in terms of, like, a drink-food combo. It was so good. I... I can't say enough good things about it. It was so good. Going so away there, soon. There was. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, I think. It, I think after Labor Day, it's gone. Oh, and I was about to ask because uh, me and uh, the Madre are coming down in October. I was going to ask. It sounds like y'all went with the old fashioned, right? We did. Yeah. Okay, so I was. I was thinking. Well, my mom likes margaritas, so I'll. I'll get that one. But uh, so y'all three were able to get your fill of bacon and drink. Correct? So there there are six pieces of bacon, which is plenty. You really don't your body doesn't need more than that covered in all that chocolate and and the thick cut gr- crispy greasy bacon. They managed to make it crispy even though it's thick cut. It was perfect. Wow. It was perfect. How did they do that. It was perfect. Um the drink technically serves it's two drinks essentially. It comes out in a little carafe. We just uh took took it and portioned it out so the three of us and they did give us an extra glass. We asked for an extra glass and they put the ice sphere and the um garnish in that extra glass okay. for us. No extra charge and we were able to portion it out for the three of us and it was a solid serving of an old fashioned for me. I I honestly think if you only had if if it was one person probably would have been too much. Um, for like a single drink, two people, it would have been close to a drink and a half, in my opinion, unless you're wow. a heavy pourer of an old fashioned. Hmm. Yeah, it was very well, good. Well, I'm I'm glad y'all had a good time, but also on the same or I guess other side of the coin, I'm sad it's going to be gone by the time I'm down there. Yeah, sadly going away. But my goodness, I did make a video of the reveal taking the dome off of the plank and the smoke coming out <laughs> and I definitely was maybe doing a little voiceover of Galima Galima yeah so good um, in other news we went to Kona Cafe for dinner and they were able to bring us the Ohana bread pudding to Kona Cafe for our dessert and it was spectacular well, alright <laughs> so two good things we also got to see the electrical water pageant from Polynesian and the happily ever after show it was a good night. It was a great night. What am I saying? It's fantastic. Three things that I have not done. Three you things? You did four things. Yeah, three things. I've never been to Jock Lindsay's. I've never been to Kona Cafe. And I've never seen the elect- the yeah. water water doohickey. Mm-hmm. I well, always want to... I'm going to mess up the name if I ever say it, so yeah. I just don't say it. I like water doohickey. I'm a fan with that. If uh, this podcast was still going, I would demand we have a water doohickey shirt in the, in the monorail <laughs> shop. But, Correct. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but... Uh, the electrical water doohickey. So is somebody who had their plans foiled by uh, the ADR system, by the way, that's a whole tangent that we can get into on, I was going to say another episode, but, you know, we only have one more. Uh, But uh, had their plans foiled by uh, 
the ADR system and uh, California Grill is pretty much off the table for dining reservations for when my mom is down there and she wants to see fireworks. So that's what I was going to do for one night. Uh, what is the view and the experience like watching the fireworks from the poly? Because that's probably where me and uh, the Madre are going to end up. Steffers, have you ever seen it from the poly? No, we so we've only seen it from Cali Grill, okay. which is what we're doing again next month. Sorry, Landon. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, if you could get in there, uh, Mazel Tov. Yeah, um, I will say you can see the fireworks very, very well. Um, if you stand on the beach now, what we did was we actually went over to the dock and walked all the way to the end of it. Where if you wanted to hop on the resort launch to go over to Magic Kingdom. We just stepped aside where they've got some benches and there's a nice little um, open area of the dock. That's where we watched from. It's a good view of the fireworks, but if you're that far out, it's hard to hear the music that they're playing back closer to the Polynesian because they pump in the music. Um, We could hear it, but it was pretty low. You can't see the castle really at all, but I mean, you wouldn't be able to see the projections that well from there anyway. If you go over to the beach, which is like if you're looking towards the Magic Kingdom, kind of like over to the right, and you stand on the beach at the Poly, you might be able to see kind of the top of the castle. Um, I did take some pictures. I've got some video. And, and of course, in my phone, it looks like it's farther away than what it actually was. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I will say I think that the fireworks looked... There were, there were things I appreciated about the fireworks from that far away that I was never able to really appreciate as much in the park. And it looks really cool. And, you know, as they continue to enhance the show and with Disney Enchantment with the perimeter fireworks and stuff, I think it'll be even cooler to, to be farther away and see, right. see the fireworks. So you can see them very well, but just keep in mind it's like across Seven Seas Lagoon, right? So Okay, well, and, and, and you say you really can't see the castle from that point, and even if you could, you can't see the projections. It's like, okay, that's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, like, my mom isn't a fan of projections or castles. She's a fan of fireworks. Yeah. So so if we're able to see the fireworks, all right. And if you, if you stand on the beach as opposed to the dock, you'll be able to hear the music better, so... Okay. All right. Well, good to hear. And thank you for the, uh, for the tip of standing on the beach. Cause, cause I'll be honest, we probably would have head to the docks because this is the closest we can get yeah, to the fireworks. Exactly. Mom. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of what we thought too, but <laughs> we should have done the beach, but oh, well hindsight, you know, and all that. So, uh, yeah, that's my recap of last night. And, uh, sounds like y'all had fun. So, uh, I know you got your Ohana <laughs> bread pudding. Uh, did y'all do the, uh, the triple play of the appetizers again? No, this time we just did the wings. I was a little worried because you all, you're aware, I have heartburn issues and we were eating kind of a late dinner, so I didn't want to go super heavy. Um, Fair. So I went with the pork belly noodle bowl um, because I figured that would be like kind of easy enough on my stomach. Um, But I went crazy on that bread pudding. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, I would put that top three best desserts I've had at Walt Disney World. Wow. Yes. Wow. It okay. Co- it All comes right. out. They got the bread pudding. They put a nice big scoop of ice cream on top of it, vanilla ice cream, and hot caramel syrup that you mm. dump on top of all that. And it melts. All of us, when we took our first bite, Rob, Bob, and me, we took our first bite and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. It's that good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I I don't think I've ever had bread pudding, period. So I think I will definitely have to uh, try that. Oh, it's good. By the way, uh, Rob, Bob, and Me was my third favorite show on Nick Jr. growing up. So <laughs> Right after Salute your, shir- your Shorts and Hey Dude. Mm-hmm. And then that one show with the 
giant frog, Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I almost spilled my coffee. So excited about bread pudding. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the news. I've taken enough time with this nonsense. Um, we're going to start off with a couple things that really don't matter because they pale in comparison <laughs> To the news that we all know we need to talk about, and every other podcast has already talked about it, and every other vlog released emergency vlogs, every other creator has has weighed in on this, but we're going to get to it anyway, because our opinion matters most, because we are the morning monorail. But, confirmed, Disney officially confirmed, the wave at the Contemporary Resort never coming back, and will be replaced by Steakhouse 71, a new casual-themed restaurant taking its name from the Contemporary's opening year. I loved it when the Contemporary was called Steakhouse 71. That was my favorite name for the Contemporary. Um, that's a bad joke. But... Um, <laughs> and, and we're going to let you make it. That was interesting because I always feel like, you know, the wave was notorious for the uh, incident where they basically n- very nearly banned Sam for foul language. <laughs> Yeah. And I just uh-huh, think that was let this be a lesson to every other Disney restaurant. You don't mess with Sam. You'll get replaced. She's vengeful. They'll shut the whole restaurant down. Um, and also she's cut so she can beat you up. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, the other thing that I was going to mention, and you already mentioned it, Landon, is, is they are going to be shutting down the California Grill for just a little while because a new dining experience is coming that will be part of a limited time menu and part of the 50th anniversary celebration. And this impacts yeah. you because while you're there, you're not going to be able to even go to the California grill at all. So, um, sad news. So, so like, like it, it's not even possible to, to try and do a walk up or even, even head to the bar. It's just going to be shut down. Yeah. Is what you're saying. That's, that's, that's my understanding. Yes. Wait, aren't you going landed? Aren't you going for the 50? Yeah. I'm I'm there the second week of October. I'm down yeah. the 13th through the 20th. So you couldn't do an advanced dining reservation, but who knows? Maybe it'll get announced that it's opening. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't that's, know. That, that's what I'm hoping for, especially for the 50th. And and I remember when I went to go and try and make reservations, it said it was shutting down for, like Jay said, a limited time menu. And it specifically cited the 50th anniversary. So fingers crossed it's yeah. open by October 1st. It could. It could, and we're going to hope for it. I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled so I can let you know if I happen to see something before you do. Please do, because uh, uh, Mommy uh, Doan wants some fireworks, and, uh, and, 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 and Baby Landon is going to get his Mommy fireworks. I'll ask when I eat there next month. I'll be like, so what's wow. happening? Stop okay. rubbing it in, Steffers. I just wanted to do that. You no, know, no, I that's, the, that's not rubbing in. I respect the shade that you're throwing, Steffers. <laughs> Um, A couple other restaurant notes that, again, are inconsequential considering the big news. (laughs) You're doing a great job selling this segment, by the way. Fantastic. Some people care about food more than they do other things. Um, Here's what you can put in your food hole, you dummies. (laughs) (laughs) Feed your faces, you pigs. Um, By the way, I'm right there with you. Did you hear the way I raved about bread pudding? So breakfast as of August 24th, no, as of August 27th, breakfast is back at Cinderella's Royal Table. Uh, Reservations are available beginning August 24th. Uh, I'm not sure. This is another one of those where I know it's an expensive breakfast to do. And um, I'd love to know, like, I wonder if the menu is going to be changing or if it's going to be very similar to what it was before. But, like, I... 
we've done the dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table. It's expensive, but I really enjoyed the food. It's hard for me to justify in my mind paying like really big bucks for breakfast because what are you doing? Eggs, bacon, pastries. I mean, come on. I know, and this is a character dining because you get to meet Cinderella. But I still feel like it's different than a place like Tusker House or Chef Mickey's or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and and I feel like if I would, if I had a family of Lils that really wanted this experience, that would justify it. But I mean, they do say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and if I could, I would always eat breakfast foods like, like bacon, eggs. Mm. Uh, bacon sausage bacon uh, <laughs> but i i I'm, I'm kind of right there with you i drop a big i guess uh check at, at the beginning of the day get loaded up on bacon egg bacon sausage and bacon and then <laughs> oh by the way we're, we're we're gonna go walk around the magic kingdom now mm. in 100 mm. degree and 100 percent humidity i'd rather just get the waffle call it a day that's right mm-hmm. yeah yeah but the advantage is usually with a breakfast at a place like this, you can make your reservation even before the park opens and that gets you into the park. Yep. And then that, you can okay. mm-hmm. maybe good get call. front of line. And so it's, you know, it's a good experience and I'm not, I'm not trying to like uh, poop on anybody who wants to do this for breakfast. I'm just saying like, personally, I think your better values dinner, but that's just me. Sorry. Uh, poop's a theme today. It's, it's something that happens <laughs> pre-show. I, I'm just going to tell you guys a little peek behind uh-huh. the curtain. A tale is always time. It's the coffee that we have before the show. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) The body's like, oh, it's 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Guess what I'm going to do? And it's not recording a podcast. Um, I was going to skip over these next ones just because I feel like they're maybe not as important. But um, the only thing I wanted to mention is buffets are are continuing to come back. Yeah. So starting September 12th, the Crystal Palace is returning to a buffet for lunch and dinner. So no more family style. Um, on the starting on the twelfth, and then also beer garden starting on August 29th is going back mm-hmm. to the buffet, which is awesome because before I even knew this, we scheduled McKenna's birthday dinner at beer garden. Love beer garden, man. She, she was very excited to find out that the buffet will be back for her birthday. She still doesn't know about ratatouille. Don't, don't tell her. Surprise! Don't she tell jerks. her. Yeah. So very cool. I, like, like that's that's really good news. But part of me is kind of surprised they're uh, comfortable enough rolling the, uh, the dice on uh, the buffets coming back. The I logic mean, makes no sense. It's fine. A, we'll just we'll just ignore whole it right now. Story, Landon. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree with you. Seems like it's contrary to the way things are going in the world. But you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, beer. I will say we did. I don't know if you guys have been, but since it was family style, but beer garden was so much food because me yeah. and Jackson went in December, and I, it was I didn't go while they were doing the family style. It was way too much. I have pictures, and it was. It, I mean, it was worth the money, but it was. It was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's fine. <laughs> well, I'm it's happy. Disney Steffers. We we all assume it was a lot of money. Well. It's an expensive. And, and, and speaking meal. of money, there's there's a new way for you to spend money coming to Disney, and more accurately, coming to your phones very soon. Well, I oh, think that was a nice segue there, time. Landon. It is time. Let us now get to the oh, topic. You all came here for Hold this on. topic. I uh, I need a sip of my Lynchburg water if we're going to get into this. You know, yep. I put this as the title of the show for sure. Correct. You got to let people know what's going on. And and now it is time to jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, 
boys and girls, dreamers of all ages, we have finally gotten the official announcement of Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus. Dun, dun, dun! And Lightning Lane. And Lightning Lane. That's right. Cut you out. <laughs> oh, man. From the jump, can we talk about how lame of a name Lightning Lane is? Are you serious? Disney, you are a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, you have some of the most brilliant minds in every facet that you touch. And Lightning Lane is where you land. Where, where would you land, Landon? Hmm? Not Lightning Lane. Well, I would have just landed on Fast Pass Lane, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had a thing that... I feel like I've jumped ahead. Please no, continue. You're, you're uh, fine. We're going to get to all of it. I, I think, Landon, I think if you were in charge, we all know it would be called the Landon Lane, right? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Disneyland would be called Landon Land. Uh, Walt Disney World would would, uh, would be called a Walt mm-hmm. Doan World. There we um, go. Nice try. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of working my name into things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so come on. But I also want to point to some recent names that were announced in the Walt Disney World Resort and just let you know that this is not a surprise that maybe this wasn't the most imaginative imaginative name you've ever heard of. I mean, specifically, we're getting rid of Mouse Gear and we're getting Creations Shop. Yeah, what? yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we totally ripped on that a few episodes ago. It's, it's Whoever's in charge of naming right now... I'm, I don't know what is going on. I would like to offer my resume, Disney, if you need a czar of naming, holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I guarantee czar of naming is a way better title than whatever title you actually have right, ne- right now. So uh, that is another example of the talents that I could bring to the Walt Disney World Corporation. I actually liked Mouse Gears as a name. Yes. Totally awesome. Oh, Mouse Gear is good because you've got... It's, yeah. It's a double, it's a double meaning. You've mm-hmm. got mouse gear, because that's what you're going to be buying, but also there are gears everywhere in the shop. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it was works, clever. Works and and well. now it's Imagination Station or something. <laughs> so bland. That, it's like, I, was, I feel like I'm going to walk in there, and there's like a 40% chance I can I can make a Build-A-Bear. That's how lame and, and, and non-discreet this is. Yeah. It's, it's Build-A-Pua, not Build-A-Bear. It's Build-A-Pua. Build-A-Pua. <laughs> no, we did that pre-show, Steffers. Um, um, that too. <laughs> okay, so let's take a step back and let's talk about Disney Genie. If you have no, you know, insight so far into what Disney Genie is, essentially, it is going to be an upgrade question mark to your Buy Disney Experience app because it will be integrated within My Disney Update. Experience. Update. It's an update, not well, an upgrade. Okay. Let's be honest, people. We'll call so it is, is this going to completely like obliterate uh, my Disney experience? You're going to have to download a new app? Or no. Is this just, okay, okay. No, no, no. I mean, you can go into my Disney experience right now, and there's already a banner that's like coming soon, Disney Genie. You can click on it, and it tells you how it works. Okay, all right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so it will be an update to the, to the my Disney experience app. And we're going to start first with what you're going to get for Freezies. <laughs> Freezies. For Freezies. Okay. A complimentary in-app service. You will be able to make an itinerary based on the things that you want to do and the things that are important to you throughout the day. You make your selections. You say, hey, I'm going to be at Magic Kingdom tomorrow. I really enjoy the loaded buffalo chicken tots at Friar's Nook. We're going to put that on the itinerary. We're going to put the TTA on the itinerary. And we're going to put... 
the bat Rapunzel bathrooms on the itinerary. And then <laughs> that's my ideal day. I don't know about you. Uh, well, well, okay, but well, to each their own. Especially if you're starting with loaded buffalo tots, you're definitely going to need to hit a bathroom <laughs> later in the day. So, so why this not is... make it the Rapunzel bathroom? <laughs> and then I'll be building oh, a, building a pua in the Rapunzel bathroom. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> and then, essentially, what it's going to do is spit out your ideal like day um, in a in a little nicely planned out itinerary format. It's going to say at this time. It'd be good to go here, and then from there you're going to go here, and from here you're going to go here. And, yes, Steph, there's a question in the front. Well, and we can do this prior to us arriving. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just just making sure that we know the nuances of this new free in-app service. Yes. Well, and... And we found out uh, if you are staying on resort or you are a uh, annual pass holder, I would assume DVC, uh, that could give you a uh, head start, so to speak, on booking. Well, for Lightning Lane, but that we're not even there yet. We're on the free stuff, Landon. I was setting it up as a teaser. Oh. Krispies. <laughs> Come on, y'all. But I don't want to confuse the people because right now you're not even, we're not even talking about Lightning Lane right now. You don't get that. With the, the names are confusing in and of itself, so we got to break this down. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, my apologies. So, so right now you're in the free zone where it's just gonna essentially. Have you ever used the touring plans lines app? Mm. Yup. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, sorry, touring plans. Uh, much like Disney came for M3 4D and stole our gimmick, they came and stole your gimmick too. My apologies. Yeah. Because totally, this is what you could do with the Lines app. You go in, you tell it the things you want to do, attractions, restaurants, whatever it may be, snack breaks, and then they spit out your day, your day's itinerary to try to optimize your experience and limit your wait times. That's what Disney Genie is going to do for you. Throughout the day, it's going to update as you do things, as you add experiences or remove them. It will continue to give you real-time updates and tell you what you want to do. Plus, there's going to be a, a tip board That'll tell you, hey, you like doing this. You've been doing this. Maybe you want to go do this. You'll also be able to see like expected wait times. Um, and it will give you a forecast for the day. So it'll say something like, hey, the wait for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is 120 minutes right now. If you wait until 5 p.m., it'll be down to 90. You know, wow. things like that. That's practically walking on at that point, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'm a little snarky about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, that's always the butt of my joke. Because, uh, well, that's because you should never wait for that line. But that's fine. We're not, not that, that's fine. Not that no. long. No. no. Correct. <laughs> so, um, also, you're going to be able to um, mobile order in Disney Genie. Um, dining and experience reservations will be made there. Restaurant check-in. And there is a virtual assistant, so you have, like, questions throughout the day. You can text little virtual questions. <laughs> text your virtual questions to the virtual assistant, and it'll respond back and let you know. The example it showed in the app was, how late is the monorail running tonight? And it's like, the Magic Kingdom monorail runs to 11 p.m. tonight. So, so uh, I, I assume that's just going to be a generated pretty much mm-hmm. FAQ. It's, it's a chat gonna- box. It, it, yeah, it, it's not, it's not going to have, you know, people sitting on the other end, you know, it, no. be like, oh, thank God, Kyle from Arizona finally asked, asked something and I can work now. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. So, but the thing is, is that is mostly a convenience thing because you could just walk up to a cast member and, and say, ask, yeah. "Hey, what is so and so, so and so?" But I think this is like if you're on yeah. the can and you have a question, you could <laughs> do it while In the you're Rapunzel bathroom after you, after you housed a thing of buffalo uh, uh, tots. tots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Those are the best times to get your questions answered. Really. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I can't argue with that logic. That's right. Okay, so you get an itinerary. This app is going to use so much memory on your phone, uh-huh. people. I'm going to say this now. Do not forget your portable chargers. Oh, oh my God, yes. Uh-huh. Between the location being on and you, your data, like this thing is going to know your life. It's like Google, but like Disney. So bring your chargers because your phone battery is going to go really quickly yes. for sure. Are we not positive that the uh, that the genie isn't sponsored by Fuel Rod? <laughs> it's some sort of a subsidiary of Fuel Rod, yeah. <laughs> and, and I like how Stefra says it's like Google, but Disney. So it's like Google, but you know, at least at least the evil's wearing uh, Mickey, Mickey ears. ears so yeah. correct, it, mm-hmm. it's fun and whimsical instead of tragic and cruel. I mean, well, you know, if you if you make it Mickey shaped and you you know give it a oh, cute, yeah, uh-huh. give it a cute mm-hmm. name, um, correct. Uh-huh. Whole bunch of kids and uh, and and stupid man babies and and lady babies uh, will uh, be more on board with it. But Correct. I, I want to say though, the My Disney Experience app, if you were using it in the parks, was already tracking you throughout the day. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, this is no yes. different. Um, mm-hmm. It's just now it's using all this data they've been collecting for the last I don't know fifteen years and hopefully Correct. putting it to good use. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, so in <sighs> wow, me. there's just so many things here. This there is Genie. This is just Genie because the the next thing, I don't know why they named it similarly, but that's fine. So the wait times, so Touring Plans has a thing where it says posted wait time is this, but it's really, like, you're really only going to wait this time. Mm -hmm. Is that essentially what they just, what they're doing? Or are they just going to use the data that they have for the posted wait time and say, hey, the posted wait time is this. Maybe wait what I what I expect is they'll use the posted wait time because mm. th- there's no way Disney's going to be like, hey, we posted this, but it's really this. Like, what do you? Why would they do okay. that? So touring plans is still like a yeah. cool thing. Yes. All right. Good. So Just- they're going to tell you posted wait time, but what they will say is later the expected wait time is going to be this, and it'll still give you a relative idea of like, oh, it's going to be less busy at 7 p.m. and I can do that then. And- that sort of That's thing. kind of a bummer, though. I mean, like, I understand it would probably take manpower and more importantly uh, for Disney money to have the accurate wait time. But at the same time, it's 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 it's, it's kind of a bummer that the one company that really does know the true wait time isn't going to be like, hey, by the way, it's posted 25 minutes. It's actually like closer to 12. Well, but from the Disney perspective, you can somewhat manage lines by either saying it's a lot more than what it is or or being a little closer to accurate. Because if you're trying to maybe encourage people to consider going somewhere else, then you increase mm-hmm. the wait time by 20% or something. I mean, I mean, I, I, I totally get yeah. it. But at the same time, when the one company that does know the true yeah. wait time, and especially when we get to it, uh, you're going to be throwing Disney dollar dues at it. You still can't get the actual accurate wait time. It's just more of a, yeah, this is what's posted. So uh, figure it out. Ding dongs. We got your money. Well, then the thing is, too, is they post this wait time at X time and they're telling you at this time it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Who's who's fact checking these things? And then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Seven Doors Mind Train is only going to be twenty minutes in a couple hours." So then everybody gonna go to Seven Doors Mind Train because we're all learning from the same app. 
or same, you know, we're all looking at the same thing so at here, that point. Here's where your personalized itinerary may make a bit of a difference if you follow it in that if you've got everything in there, then hopefully it's managing the crowd and spreading things out, right? That's the idea hopefully. behind it. Yeah. In theory. In theory, if everyone does what they're supposed to do. Mm, Landon. <laughs> Hey, whoa, whoa! I I do what I'm supposed to do. I was just gonna say, just based on the last 18 months, it's like if if this is based on everybody doing what they're supposed to do, we are screwed. Can confirm, yes. By the way, all us Disney man babies, we're all aging, and we're getting worse with technology. And now you're introducing this. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's a fair complaint. We uh, are now entering into the old heads uh, category when it comes to technology. So uh, didn't y'all just learn mobile ordering? No, <laughs> I, I've All been right. mobile just... ordering from the beginning. That you're yeah, talking yeah. more about old man Frank. In terms I, of well, ordering. that's where I was going. I just didn't want to <laughs> put him on blast like that. <laughs> no, no, feel free to put Frank on blast. Frank, you're old, old. And then they told me I am no longer co-hosting Theme Park Thursday Live. <laughs> hey, free yeah, time. Free time is hey, look at that. You just had your Thursday night free up. So uh, good for you, Steffers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This free thing isn't where my yeah. confusion anger lies. Yeah, we're so. moving on now to the paid portion. <sighs> and to hear this part, please insert 25 cents into your podcasting app. Oh, um, my God. We can finally make money on this thing. Yes. Wouldn't that be Wait, cool? crap, it's ending next week. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, in addition to the Disney Genie, if you would like an even more efficient and better vacation experience, you can pay for the Disney Genie Plus service available for $15 a day per person at Walt Disney World and $20 a day per person at Disneyland. Genie Plus. Really, guys? Genie really? Plus. Everything is plus. Disney yeah, Plus, but, Genie Plus. Do you know how confusing that was for me the first day that they announced it? I literally was in Discord. Can someone break this down for me? Because there's too many things that are similar. Yeah. As somebody who was in that chat, yes. Yes, I know, Stephanie. Yes, <laughs> I know. Thanks, Landon, for your support. So what do you get for this $15 a day at Walt Disney World? Here's what you get. Mm. Fast Pass? Nay! Fast Pass is gone. Fast Pass is dead and retired around the country. Instead, you will now have access to the double L, the lightning lane. Yeah, ka-chow. I'm not doing that, sorry. (laughs) Essentially, what you're going to be able to do is choose the next available time to go to an attraction and use the lightning lane. And this is very similar to the concept of the old paper fast pass. You can only get one at a time. And whenever you make the selection for the attraction, it's going to give you that next available time. So let's say you're in Magic Kingdom, it's 9 a.m. and you're making your first selection. Um, You're going to look on your app and say you want to do Space Mountain, but you don't want to wait 60 minutes or whatever the wait time might be. You can use the lightning lane, but if you do that, it'll be like, come to the lightning lane at 1030. And then you click that, make that selection for your party. You can't make any other lightning lane selections until you go use that one. And then as soon as you're done, you can go back in your app and make your next lightning lane selection. You can do that for the whole day. But it's one at a time, and that's for the $15. Is that clear (sighs) clear enough? Yeah. Can I just say that I miss... I remember I have a vivid memory of getting a paper fast pass for Test Track when I was a youth, which was not that long ago. Um... (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine if you want to pay. But the thing is, is say you have Space Mountain at 9 o'clock, but the first available time is like 12. Right. So what What are you What are you doing then? Two hours. Now I got to wait in some other line for two hours. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the availability looks like for these attractions. Because mm-hmm. if you remember back to the Paper Fast Pass days, if you didn't go to the test, tro- test track distribution point when you got in the park... You probably were not going to get a test track fast pass Correct. that day because they were gone within the hour for the whole mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So that will happen. That's going to happen on busy days in the park. The lightning lane access for a particular attraction is going to be snatched up, um, and then you know if you if your lightning lane return time, you're there at nine a.m. Your lightning lane return time's five p.m. You don't get any lightning you, lane until. And that's what I'm saying. So then my question is. I'm assuming, say that the return time is five, you 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 can cancel or you yeah. can say, hey, I'd rather do this mm-hmm. one instead yes. and replace it, hopefully. But then you lose out because if it's already at 5 p.m., you're probably not going to get one. Not going to get on. And at that point, you might just be like, well, uh, this is going to suck. But if I really want to get on this ride, maybe I should go stand in line for yeah. 90 minutes. It's like, okay, um, it's going to suck standing in line for 90 minutes. But if I get in line at nine... I'm done by 11 yes. with that ride. So I can then, in theory, go do something else yep. if you're able to release your lightning lane back into the wild. And you can. You'll be able to do that. And and that's essentially the same you know calculation you had to do back in the paper fast pass days. And, and you would just basically have to say, you know, because re- they would post next available return time before you would get one. So you'd go to the yeah. kiosk. It would show you the next available return time. And you're basically like, okay, well, I can go stand by right now because I rope dropped Epcot. I can go stand by and wait 45 minutes for test track now and do it get it out of the way or i can get this fast pass and come back at 5 30 or whatever um so yes but it'll be better because like you said if you get that return time you're like you know what never mind i'm gonna Mm -hmm. release this one i'm gonna switch it so that's better right especially if you're park hopping Mm -hmm. yeah like are you really gonna force yourself to stay until five have they announced how it's gonna work with 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 park hopping you can use your park hopper Park hopper option. So essentially what you can do is if you're if you do have park hopper passes and you start your day in let's say Animal Kingdom and then you want to go to Epcot and ride test track, you can get a lightning lane for test track for later oh, okay. while okay. you're in Animal Kingdom. Yes. That will that is an option for those who have the park hopper. So that's a, another thing you couldn't do with paper fast pass. So that's cool. Correct. I'm but gonna I find mean, the positives mm-hmm. here, by the way. I'm gonna try. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, I won't be there till December, so... And I will more than likely pay for this. Now, people are outraged. Cool. Good for you. But it's one thing if you're an AP and you can... Like, in a local and you can go whenever you want. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily see the, the appeal to pay for it. But people like me... Like, I'm only going two days in December. Mm-hmm. So I might as well just mm-hmm. buy it, see yeah. what I can get with oh, it, yeah. and then call it a day. And come on, it's fifteen dollars. And 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 like the fifth, I yes, okay. When you get to the, to the initial, oh my god, they're making us pay for Fast Pass. Once that initially passes for the price point, Jay, I think you and I we can agree we were predicting way way worse on this podcast even even is is 
as soon as last week we were talking about you know the paid fast passes we were talking about uh, you might have to pay per fast pass now we are going to get to that there might be a caveat with mm-hmm. that but but like for 15 bucks like yes steffers i will echo what you say as a local as an apj i don't i don't necessarily see the positive for you to get the genie plus 15 bucks plunking down for a family of four on top of that but for steffers but for people like me who only gets down a handful of times a year like this is a destination for us we want to make sure we want to get done what we want to get done fifteen dollars seems really really reasonable Mm -hmm. and i'm going to segue that and say i don't know if Justin looked into that, but I looked into it or I asked one of my friends. And if you have like a vacation package, you can buy it ahead of time for the duration of your stay, or you can buy it day of and just purchase it like for the day that you want it. So you you aren't, yeah. So you don't have to, you know, if you're there for a week, you don't have to buy it for your whole week's stay, which I think is a good selling point for the people like like Lee, who usually comes for like two weeks at a time, mm-hmm. like you don't have to pay for two weeks, but you just won't be able to prepay necessarily or else you'll be locked in for your whole time. I so. mean, like as- assuming we've already talked about uh, my trip down in October with with my mom. It's like this is this is a trip where I want to make all my mom's uh, dreams come true. So if, if, if Jeannie is live for that trip, guess what? Landon's throwing down 30 bucks a day that we're in the park. And mm-hmm. I, I am totally fine with that. Yeah. And I, I get it. I what you said is one hundred percent accurate. By the way, as as a local, I can't imagine paying for this on a daily basis. Like I'm just not going to. Because you know, pre COVID, we were going to the parks almost every weekend. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. You know, that's brag. Yeah, well, I'm just saying we're we're in there. So like, if there's a ride we want to ride, oh, it's got a long wait today. I'm just not doing it today. You know, we'll get it next week or we'll get yeah. it in two weeks because you're coming back. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's just not a big deal. And, and as I've already mentioned, I'm a pig and I prefer food and drink so I can get that <laughs> without paying for the Disney genie. Um, which by the but, way, $15 the genie- is about the price of a cocktail. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like that's the thing. It's like, I've seen some people complain that it's not expensive enough to price people. It's like, you're complaining at the fact that it's kind of affordable in Disney World? Well, come on, y'all. But to their point, you know, one hope of this program is that if you are making paid access to the Lightning Lane, what you hope that it does is reduce the amount of people that are using it. Well, as I'm telling you right now, most locals probably won't do it that much. So you are maybe reducing it from that standpoint. But for transient travelers who are coming in from out of state or whatever or just don't come in as much, they're probably still going to do it because they're saying the stuff that you guys are saying. So the $15 price point may not limit it as much as what people kind of hoped for because are you, how much are you clogging up standby and how much value do you get out of the lightning lane if most people are doing it is the okay, question. Okay, that's, that's fair, but again... You're complaining that the fact that Disney has made something affordable. I know. I know. Disney. I got it. And I, and I ag- I agree with you, but I am just saying from a functional standpoint, that's all. And 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 I do get that, but on I think really one of the cool things about this app that I think is getting buried in a lot of the hate, that virtual concierge service, that's free. Mhm. That that right there can quote unquote book your day for you 
on the freezies. Yeah. And I think that is a great tool that Disney sure. is going to be using. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and it's not mine to paywall. So. Right. Like, like and it, was, I, it was something. I, that- I, I really think in this tornado of hate and rage that's going on in Diz Twitter. Hate that title, by the way. Uh, that's that's kind of a fact that I think is getting lost because they very easily could be like, okay, yeah, this service is two ninety nine. The whole thing, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. This very easily could be behind a paywall, mm-hmm. but that, that virtual concierge, I love the idea of being able to have somebody all right, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. This is what I want to do the most. This is what I want to do, but not necessarily the most. Just right at the tip of my fingers mm-hmm. can make that happen for free. Yeah. I think that'll help. I mean, I, I second that because a lot of, especially with fast passes where you had to book them 60 days in advance or however many days, this I can just say, this is what I want to do and kind of plan my day ahead of time and not play a guessing game like 60 days in advance. Well, crap, like I didn't get, you know, frozen. I didn't get this. So now mm-hmm. like, what am I, but I have to change all my plans. This will at least outline it in theory that, you know, just do this at this time, do this at this time type of thing. On the flip side of the coin, it does add a slight bit of uncertainty to the day because then if you are paying for the Genie Plus, which Lightning Lane passes are you going to be able to get at what time will impact your itinerary. And they did say that it is going to conveniently integrate into your um, itinerary that you have. When you, make, when you make your Lightning Lane selections, it'll go ahead and slide those into your itinerary so it's all planned out. And so everything that comes after, like, say, for example, the butt of your joke, well, well we can't even use uh, Seven Dwarves Mine because that's on a different tier. Right. Uh, maybe maybe Jungle Cruise or something. So yeah. everything that comes after Jungle Cruise will be shuffled to make you going on Jungle Cruise at 1045 work. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pre and post. It'll adjust it for you on the fly when you get your lightning lane stuff. So. I lo- I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're having to pay for fast passes as everybody flails <laughs> their arms like an angry Yay! Kermit. The oh, sorry. I really like this app. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if they can pull this off, if this works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a paywall, but I really, really like this app. Uh, I have two things. So one is, say you book, uh, let's say, I don't even know what ride we can think of. I'm going to go with Jungle Cruise because we all know the other ones are going to be on a different tier, which is part of my second question. But say you get one for Jungle Cruise and then you scan in for the time. You can scan, you can get another pass for the same ride, right? Like they didn't say there were limitations in that regard. That's interesting. Yeah, like if you go on Space Mountain or like Big Thunder Mountain, let's say you do Big Thunder Mountain in the morning to get it out of the way or whatever. And then you're like, oh, but nighttime on Big Thunder Mountain is better. Can you get another return time or is it once Mm. per ride? Hmm? That is a very good question. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to work on a little background Googling to see if I can find anything about that while we talk. But that's just my thing because like universal you can well this isn't comparable to universal people but i'm just saying like they they have two different tiers i saw on twitter that this is comparable (laughs) to universal landon we're about to not be friends you better watch yourself (laughs) but like they're doing two different tiers and like like compare like parallel universal has two different tiers where you can only use the, the express pass once per ride or you can do the unlimited is this going to be a similar situation 
especially since they have two different tiers for like the big rides. So say you want to ride Rise twice in one day because you're only going to Hollywood Studios once on your trip. Okay, Can so, you- so just for the first tier of the non-premium mm-hmm. attractions, which I know we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, there's another tier. <clears throat> yeah. What I have found in a quick Google is that visitors using Lightning Lane cannot choose the same attraction twice. Oh, snap. So this is a one sh- Oh, s- Hold on, wait. Lightning Lane. That's the- oh, freaking crime. Is it the bottom tier? No, Lightning yeah. Lane is the top tier, no, isn't it? No. Lightning and Lane no, is, no. is your fast pass. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, these terminologies are too confusing. Okay, yeah, so uh, oh, that's snap. a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. For fifteen, okay, but we have to say for fifteen dollars a day, can we complain? Yes. Should we complain? Absolutely. Uh, we have a podcast, Steppers. We have to complain. We have to scream angrily into the void. Come on. That's what my issue is with this. Wow. Is like, wow. say you don't want to ride. You know, say you don't want to ride Jungle Cruise. You rather ride Big Thunder twice. You can't. I mean, you could stand by, which is fine. Which you now have to do, but you now have to, yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I was just—I'm just trying to check some other resources, but from what I can tell, you not—you can't use Lightning Lane twice for one attraction in the same day. That's that's, see, that's that's kind of a bummer. I mean, I'm I'm still thumbs up on this app. I don't want to take back what I just said, but hearing that it's that it's a one shot and you're done for a specific window of time that's uh hmm, less than ideal yeah that's uh, that's especially if if your favorite ride is big thunder like stefford said it's like big thunder is so much better at night particularly if you can sync it up with fireworks i mean uh, chef kissy thingamajig but (laughs) um but if you really want to get it during that time you're not going to waste your one selection exactly, to get yeah. it at night. That's are, the thing, are, are, so. are you going to sit on it the entire day knowing that you paid 15 bucks ahead for your party? Yeah, to just no. sit on it and be like, well, you know, we're going to have to stand in line for several hours, kids. But, you know, at, uh, at 9 o'clock tonight, we can ride Big Thunder Mountain. No, no, you ain't going to do that. Yeah. That so, I, hmm. I'm interested to see what the capacity or limits are for these because say that I start my day at Animal Kingdom, I want to ride Everest and and Flight of Passage and all that stuff. Well, Flight, Flight of Passage, Passage will be is separate. totally going to be yeah, on, on that It'll be next. separate. <laughs> so, maybe Everest at this point, but say I want to do like whatever is going to be like the normal tier, and then I want to ride Test or uh, Big Thunder Mountain at like eight o'clock. I'm wondering what the availability will be at like one o'clock in the afternoon, like while I'm eating my lunch at Animal Kingdom and I'm planning my second half of the day. That's really what I'm wondering. Because yeah, you have your itinerary and the genie app, but that like that, like Justin said, it'll kind of still be, you know, you won't really know until the day of like what your what your timing is gonna look like. The more you know, knowledge is power. Think yeah. about it, people. Definitely feels like there's going to be some, mm-hmm. I don't want to say gaming, but at the same time, kind of feels like an appropriate term, gaming of the Genie app once once it's live and in the wild. I, I do think there is going to be some trying to figure out when when do you ride this ride? Okay, this is available, but, but we know we want it, like, again, going back to Big Thunder, we want to do it at night, so we're not going to accept it, even though it, it might keep popping up and be like, now is the ideal time to go do it. Mm-hmm. I 
I think what I'm going to do is because standby lines aren't going away. This is just like a right. quote unquote ensure you're going to get on. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. I think to utilize the system better, I'm going to look for the return times that are closest to where I'm at. Like if I'm if it's nine o'clock and I'm about to get on Honda Mansion and I'm ready to go on to my next ride, I'm going to get something that's like ten o'clock nine thirty. And then do it that way, so at least I'm getting my money's worth. And then if at the end of the night, there are no return tickets for Big Thunder Mountain, I'll just stand by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, That's what you'd I have think- to do, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and, and, and I think you make a good point, a fair reminder. Standby lines ain't going anywhere. Yes. So if you really, really, really want to ride something at a specific time, you and your party, you can just jump in line like you always have been. Yeah, and by the way, we might as well we've been tiptoeing it around it around it. We might as well get to it. Uh, virtual queues are not going away either. Nope. But they is in, in fact expanding. Yeah, but here's the thing. So we've been talking all about Lightning Lane for attractions across the parks, and essentially what we know is that Lightning Lane will be available for every single attraction that had Fast Pass in the past. However, not every attraction will be included in that fifteen dollar Disney. Genie Plus purchase. Um, (laughs) Every park will have what they're calling premium attractions. And in order to get access to those premium attractions, you will have to pay individually for those Lightning Lane passes. We don't necessarily, I think, know all of them yet, but the things we do know for sure are Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom, Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, for sure, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in Epcot, and I'm guessing Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom will be Flight there. of Passage has to be there. Um, um, what was I going to say? This is on top. So you, But do you have to have a Genie Plus, and then it'll allow you to pay the additional for the top tier? I found I, the- a very good FAQ on the Disney food blog, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> and one of the questions that was asked was, Why can you... shade at the Disney food Well, because this is not place. a food topic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, all right. So one of the questions was, can you buy the individual Lightning Lane for the premium attractions without Disney Plus? Their answer is yes. You will be Interesting. able... You will be able to buy those individual Lightning Lane passes without having the $15 Genie Plus. That's what they say. And then the mm. Lightning Lane premium attraction-y pass thing because I think that's what they're calling it not the pass thing part but the I don't know the premium stuff it says you can only have access to two yes premium attractions you can all, and yeah and from what I read you can't repeat the premium ones for sure so wow so so two reservations can be at multiple parks so I can do rise and then do flight of passage yes, in theory you could but you can't double up on rise correct in the same day okay. no all right um, huh. I mean, I from Disney's standpoint, I get why they're doing that. They want to get, you know, the most guests to have these experiences. But at the same time, from the consumer side, like if I'm already throwing down money so I can guarantee my backside in one of these, uh, you know, uh, carts to rise against the resistance, kind of aggravated that if I really want to do it again, I can't. Right. Unless you have a park a park reservation for Hollywood Studios, and you, you get skip the boarding pass at one p.m. Can you oh. hold a second boarding pass? Ooh, Ooh that is very interesting. Look at Stafford's bringing the question. So 
Now, this, but this is a good point because specifically we should talk about the fact that a lot of anxiety people have about Rise of the Resistance is the whole lottery system. Not lottery system. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as much a lottery as it is it like kind fa- of is though fastest like, finger. If, if if you are going to Hollywood Studio that day. Everybody in your party is getting up at 6.50. They're opening their My Disney Experience app. They are refreshing, 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 refreshing. If you're like me, you have it on your phone and your iPad. You're refreshing, refreshing. 7 o'clock, go, 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 go. Like, it's, it's, it, it is kind of a lottery because even if you're up at 7, there's no guarantee that you're going to get in. I mean, ask me and Frank the last time we were down in Hollywood Studio. It's a gamble, but, you know, it's, it, you know. I, yes, I agree. It's 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 like a crapshoot situation that you're in, and and it is like based on so many variables. Is your network working efficiently? Are you do you have the fastest thumb in the West? All this sort of thing. Um, yeah, and then if you is Rise even up for the day? There is that yes, which I mean that that ended up being why well, me and Frank couldn't get on it because Rice just wasn't working yeah. that day. Which that 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 brings another whole wrinkle. What if you do throw Disney dollar news to ride Rise? Then like yeah, sorry, uh, Kylo Ren ain't feeling it today. So they will tell you you can use it at a different park. I bet you can get a refund. I, I they're yeah, they're going to have to refund people if the ride goes down and you've paid for it. They'll have to. Yeah, I and, and I agree, but particularly in Rise. But what if you are in Hollywood Studios th- that day and you don't have a park hopping option? Mm-hmm. Like they're just straight up gonna, I think, have to refund you. It's yeah. like if, if if you do have the park hopping availability, hey, yeah, maybe uh, okay. This this is a bummer. Uh, we were gonna go to Hollywood Studio, but uh, let's head over to Animal Kingdom instead, and we can you know hop on Flight of Passage. Not not a bad second choice, but at the same time, you have to have that expensive option of having park hopping available. Correct. So then my follow-up question, which I think we already answered. You have you don't need to have Genie Plus in order to do the Lightning Lane premium thing. Quote unquote. Correct. So say you try to get Rise, it's down, whatever, and you decide you want to go to Flight of Passage, mm-hmm. you still have to book a time window, right? It's not like a, hey, ride now. Like, you ha- it'll give you a return time like it does the Genie Plus? I think that's correct. See, okay, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because I would have thought in situations like that, it would be like when I got walked off Rise. Uh, it's just one of those like blanket across the board. If it's up and running, just... Uh, scan in and the cast member will put you in line because that is a very extenuating circumstance particularly in Rise's instance because this is a ride that is notorious for going down so I w- in, in my instance I was walked off I sat in front of Rise for about 20 minutes I saw them starting letting people back in line and I asked like hey is this up yep can I go back in yep and then, and then there you go. Yeah. I would assume well, it's that. But if ever, but if there are these return windows that are very, you know, specific to get quote unquote the most people through the ride, maybe maybe it isn't the way that I'm thinking it would be. Well, that's the thing is you can't you can't just do a cattle call and say all these people purchased it for the day, they can all come right now cuz then you've got a problem. So, and and in the screenshot I'm seeing there I don't know what the example ride is cuz it's cut off, but it's showing current standby total wait 60 minutes, lightning lane come back at 11 55 purchase now hmm okay so it's a so it'll be like a return time thing like i know in like volcano bay you can tapu tapu and once it hits ride now you can go like any the rest of the The day like at any time 
but you have to wait for your place in line to be up. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if it'll be a. Wi- it may be like you're saying, Steffers. Like maybe once your time comes up, you can go anytime after. I mean, you did pay for it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Since it only allows you to do two at like in all encompassing for your day. Maybe if you get like, hey, it's your time to go, but oh wait, I'm eating lunch. Maybe I'll hit it after or something. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. Hopefully that is the way it is. And and that'd be cool. And and part of me, it's like, oh, you can only get two a day, but on the flip side, there's not that many premium rides. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's there's about one per park at this point. And maybe maybe that'll change once Guardians opens in Epcot, because I would imagine that will also be slow inserted into the premium uh, slot too so you'd have to choose between that and uh, uh, Remy but I I kind of like the, that it's on that it's only two uh, two a day because it really kind of I mean yes okay you're already paying but it really takes the you know quote unquote pay to win at Disney out of the, out of uh, out of the conversation because I mean again going back to as soon as last week we were talking about how fast passes were going to be a pay per yeah. ride type mm-hmm. thing so I mean yeah okay 15 bucks for your lightning McQueen pass thing um, you can you can ride whatever you want to at least once okay yeah uh, eight to fifteen dollars to get on rise but you can only you can only do that twice okay so if it is fifteen dollars for the premium stuff and you do park hop back and forth $45 a day? Yes, okay, that's $45 is not an insignificant chunk of change. But at the same time, you're in you're on vacation. So and you're of that mindset, well, money doesn't matter if you're on vacation, much like calories. So why I mean, if I can guarantee $45 ahead, we can get on the two attractions that we want to do the most, and then everything else. I'm okay with. Now, yes, this does come from a guy that is a solo traveler most of the time. So I don't got to worry about $45 times, you know, a party of five, six. If that's the case, yes, that is a very big chunk of change. But at the same time, call, call me a Disney shill. I'm, I'm on board with, with, with the genie and, and, and what they're doing. And that's fine. You know, I, I think that it's going to work for a lot of people. And I think some people will be somewhat disadvantaged by it. And that's just the nature of it. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I uh, mean, and, and, and going to Disney isn't cheap. I mean, not even a little. And it's going to get a little bit more expensive. But we've talked about on this podcast, the most valuable piece of currency you have when you are in the parks is your time. If I can make the most out of my time, if I can pay a little bit extra to be able to enjoy more quote unquote magic while I'm down there, I'm fine with it. I am curious to see how much this lightning path or yeah. this premium situation is because we say that we're all cool, but th- th- I have a line. I definitely a have point. a line. Yeah. And, and we yeah. haven't we haven't yet mentioned that that they did say for these premium passes that they are going to be variable price variable pricing. So essentially it's gonna oh. depend on the date you're there, the the level of the crowd, that sort of thing. So if it's peak if you're going New Year's Eve to Screwed. Epcot and you want to yeah. ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, that may be 25 bucks per person on that and, day. Because they say, I think it can range up to $25. Wow. Now, it could be as low as like five if it's a low capacity day. Yeah, like yeah, February. Uh, okay. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, the numbers I threw out eight to fifteen dollars. That that feels like an okay area, at least for me. I know your mileage may vary, but if it's getting to twenty five for that's a, a ride, that's, that's a lot. Fifty dollars for two people, yep. and then I'm like, mm, that's a meal. <laughs> like, there's like a whole yeah. thing that goes into yeah, that. And, and 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 I totally get that, and and that that might. I mean, I I still. I am still pro genie. I love the idea of this app. I I'm okay with the idea of what they're doing, but if it does approach 25, 35 for a ride, even, even I'm going to be like, that's a line in the sand that I ain't crossing. Well, I think, yeah, I think they did say upper limit was like 24 or $25 right now, but I mean, who knows that could change eventually. But. I literally, I think the only time that I, depending on the pricing, of course, but I think if it's your last day of your trip, you haven't been on rides. You've had no luck your whole trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd consider it. That's but other than say. that. Because <sighs> as we've mentioned, we talked about this when we were just doing speculation station stuff that like if your whole trip depends on getting your child on Rise of the Resistance, it does mm-hmm. not. It doesn't really matter. You're probably yeah. going to pay it that day. Yeah. You are of the mindset. I'm on vacation. Money doesn't matter. And little Jimothy is going to die if he doesn't get on Rise of the Resistance. And and like of the four speculated premium rides that we talked about rise in uh, Hollywood studio flight of passage in animal kingdom, uh, seven dwarves in magic kingdom. And then Remy in Epcot having not ridden Remy. I would, I would still like to ride that rise is really the only one that I would even, I would be even give a thought to paying up a very high price to get on. Yeah. So we know that these are confirmed seven dwarves, mind train, Remy's Ratatouille adventure and rise of resistance. Those are confirmed. From a speculation standpoint, here's what I have from Disney Tourist Blog. They're saying Magic Kingdom, the second one for now, would be Space Mountain. And Epcot, the second one, would be Test Track. I think that makes yeah. sense for now. Honestly, honestly, I'm surprised they didn't they didn't throw Frozen up there. Yeah. I mean, they could have. I'm, this is very still up in the air, so it still could change. Because li- like, like, like little, little princesses want to go see Anna and Elsa. Yeah. And going back to what Steffer has said, it's like you haven't had any luck um, short of a, you know, 150 minute wait to get on Frozen and you don't want to do that. Um, I'm really surprised that they're not throwing Frozen in that yeah. window because I do think parents would pay, be like, okay, yes, yes, little, little, uh, Denarius, we're 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 gonna pay seventy five dollars uh, for for the entire party, so you can go see Anna and Elsa and that weird right talking snowman. They still could though; they still could add it. They could. I will say for the Genie Plus, the the bottom tier, they said Big Thunder Mountain, Smuggler's Run, and Haunted Mansion. So those are just the examples, yeah. Yeah, yeah. examples. So. I'm okay with that so far. If I can yes. get on the main, uh, quote unquote, main rides without premium stuff, I'll figure out the rest later. Yeah, like, like, especially when it comes to Smuggler's Run, we've talked on this podcast, Jay. It's like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, if, if, if you're going to stand in that line and then you end up being the engineer, yeah, uh, two thumbs down. But but if I can book a time where I'm, okay, I still might end up being the engineer, being the solo rider. But if I only got to wait, like, you know, 20 ish minutes as opposed to 90 minutes, two hours to be the engineer. I'm more okay. I am more open to riding smugglers. Right. And just to close the loop. So in Hollywood studios, they're saying the speculation is slinky dog dash would be the other premium for now, which that one surprises me a little bit that that's what they're considering. Cause why not run away railway, but slink, I guess slinky dog consistently has a longer line. Um, Mm. 
in Animal Kingdom, like we said, they haven't confirmed this, but we assume Flight of Passage, the other one they're saying is potentially Expedition Everest, which I feel like you could debate Kilimanjaro should be that one, but... Like, honestly, it's like... This might be controversial. I would prefer it to be Expedition Everest because, again, as a solo rider, they always got the single rider lane open. That tends to move pretty fast. Where on the flip side, the Kilimanjaro Safari, sometimes that weight is so dadgum debilitating. Like, it's 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 always long. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is one of the attractions that makes going to the Animal Kingdom worth it. Like, that is an amazing safari. And, I mean, Jay, you, me, and Frank, we experienced just because you're in the line doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you're actually going to get on the ride. Because there could be animals in the road. Animals are totally going to be in the road. But I... So. Honestly, Animal Kingdom really doesn't need a second premium ride. Like, it's flight of passage and then leave everything else open. What if you did a show? Hmm. Ooh, Festival of the Lion King. Those have some that actually makes more though. sense. Like they typically, ha- I mean, once they get that, and I guess at this point it pretty much is fully open again. Like in in the past, you didn't have to line up two hours at a time to get into Festival of the Lion King. You just had to get in line maybe thirty forty five minutes before. I don't know. I mean. I could see it maybe if if it got to the point where it was like you're waiting two shows to get in or something, then yeah, I mean, I would consider paying for it. Um, just just to finish out the the benefits of this Disney Plus one one or I keep calling it Disney Plus. <laughs> once you once you pay for Genie Plus, you also get access to exclusive new audio experiences that feature Imagineers and other special 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 guests who share behind-the-scenes secrets about attractions and other locations around the park. That's kind of cool. And then also you get, at Walt Disney World, you get special AR photo uh, pass things that you don't have access to otherwise. At Disneyland, paying the $20 actually gets you unlimited downloads of your photo pass pictures for that day, Um, but they're not, that's not a Walt Disney World benefit. That's just a Disneyland thing. Um, well, and, and I'm glad you brought up Disneyland because they've kind of been doing something similar on the left coast House of the Mouse for years in their Max, Max Pass. pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, once you get past the initial, like, oh, my God, they're making us pay for fast passes. Ah! Like, like and, and, and the mob goes wild. Uh, I'm. I'm kind of okay with it. Yes, I mean, I, w- I would love to keep an extra 15 bucks in my pocket, but at the same time, I really feel like this is this is a luxury that we on the, on the right coast in Walt Disney World has kind of been experiencing when maybe, maybe, maybe we should have been reading the tea leaves and looked to the left coast because, I mean, this is what Disney's been doing for a while. Yeah, and I think, like we said, we've been starting to see signs that it was going this direction for a little while. We just didn't know how it would materialize. I think one thing I I, I can say from the positive standpoint, I really do like the fact that it's just going to be, if you choose to use it, it's just a day of thing. Um, like, you can buy it in advance, like you said, but making your selections and those sorts of things are just going to happen day of, so you don't have to really worry about it that much ahead of time. I like the fact that this feels to me like a perfect response to people that are like, Oh, I get my one shot at Rise at 7 a.m. If I don't get it, then I can try again at 1. But this was like the whole reason I wanted to be at Hollywood Studios this day. Mm-hmm. For those people, now you have an option. 
you can pay for it. You've got really nothing, I mean, to complain about because if you choose, you can do it that day. Yeah, um, you could put your money where your mouth is at that point. Yeah. Um, and yes, yes, I mean, it's not ex- it's not cheap to get into the park by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, if you're of vacation mindset, quote unquote, money doesn't matter. Calories don't matter. Yeah. Which, which, which clearly living in the real world, that doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, if little Jimothy's entire ride is going to be ruined by not getting on rise... You now have the option to make sure that little Jimothy's uh, vacation isn't ruined. And and I want to point out, because the question is, like, is there any sort of benefit for being a on-property resort guest as opposed to being off-property or, like, a local? The biggest benefit in terms of the Disney Genie app is that if you're staying at a Walt Disney World resort, you can start making your Lightning Pass reservations at 7 a.m. the morning that you are going to be in that park. Whereas everyone else, off-site, locals, whatever, once you enter the theme park is when you can start making your selections. So you've got a bit of a head start as a as a resort guest. Um, Disney thought it was such a great idea for everybody going into Hollywood Studio, getting up at 7 a.m. and messing around on their app. They're now expanding it to everybody staying on resort. So there you go. And also, also, uh, you can buy uh, the Genie Plus starting at midnight. I, it, it, did I uh, did I read that correctly? You can buy it, but you can't, can't choose start anything using it until seven a.m. So, so I, I guess if you got a party of four or five or something, you can go ahead and you know, as as y'all are winding your night down, go ahead and and bing bong boom, send money to Disney. So when you do get up at seven a.m., you don't got to worry about you know yeah. buying it for everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think overall, I think we see some positives with this. As a local, I personally look at it as it doesn't have a big benefit for me. Um, It somewhat reduces my value because, sure, like I had a shorter um, fast pass booking window than people who were staying on property. But I still made that fast pass, the free fast pass system work for me in a lot of ways. Um, now with the early park hours that resort guests are getting and the um, lightning pass, like I probably most often I'm, I'm like, a, like standby for life at this point. Um, unless the, the, the other side is like, if, if somebody's coming into town and I really want to like spend my day doing the things that they're doing, then, you know, I'll pay for it that day. But most of the time, I just can't see doing it. On the other hand, I do see it as being something that allows people to have more control of making sure that they do the things they want to do when they do make their once a year, once every five year trips to Disney. And I think that's a good thing. Um, I think the pricing is reasonable. We'll see how the premium p- pricing goes for those premium attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, but because that really is kind of the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. They and honestly, the fact that they didn't announce the pricing when they announced the pricing for Genie Plus that makes me raise my eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, well, they but they're just telling you it's going to be variable. So they they've given us a range. That's really all they can tell us. I guess they could say they could have done like what they did for galactic star cruiser and say on the off period, on the lowest crowds, $7,000 No, on off period, lowest crowds, it's going to be four, $4. <laughs> and that's not really going to tell us anything. So it'll be, we'll, we'll see real soon because like, I mean, it's going to be peak capacity as soon as we get to the 50th and 
Do, do you think this is going to be up and running by the 50th? I think that's what they're saying, right? Isn't that kind of what they said? Like, I, I, they I said haven't all. Okay, yeah. Fall. See, like that's okay. that's that's the closest quote unquote launch window I've seen. But you would imagine that they would have it up and running by the time that everybody and their mom, literally in my case, <laughs> wants to go down to the most magical place on earth. That they would have this up and running, especially especially since there's in app purchases yeah. to be had. I think. If it were me, knowing how these things go during launch, I would at least have it a, a couple weeks, at least before the fiftieth. But that's oh, just yes. me. One thousand percent, yeah. Get uh, get a couple weeks of run up to uh, quote unquote work out the bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Overall thoughts, Steffers. How are you feeling about Disney Genie? Um, like I said earlier, if I was a local, I probably wouldn't do it. But as I am a person that does not live in Florida anymore, I will probably take part in the Genie Plus part. The premium, we'll see how that goes in terms of pricing because Disney's really trying to get their money's worth out of me. (laughs) I keep saying I I really think this whole Disney thing is a profit deal. (laughs) And Landon, you seem to be pretty pretty on board with it. So, yeah, I'm I'm thumbs up. Um, I'll echo what Steffer says. The premium tier stuff probably not an everyday thing that when I'm down in the park. But for the Genie Plus, I'm probably going to sign up for it more days than I'm not when when I'm down there for a week or so, knowing I'll be back in a couple months. But it's like again. We talk about how the most important currency you have when you are in the house of the mouse is your time. And if I can make my time even be more valuable, I will throw $15 to the mouse. So like, yes, I understand where some people are coming from, because as we've said before, this like going, going to the parks period is not cheap. And now there is almost a fun tax tacked onto it. And, and and if you're a, if you're in the situation where you know party of five, party of six, fifteen dollars ahead, that that can be a, a big deal breaker. But for me as a single rider, fifteen dollars a day, I am absolutely willing to throw down my Disney dollar dues and be like, let's do this. Nice. And 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 the free free virtual uh, concierge. I just love that. If if if. It works as advertised. I really think this genie thing could be really awesome. But yes, uh, two thumbs up from the House of the Dawes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to hear your in-depth reviews on your future Dawes Does Disney episodes. Yeah. Oh, God, I do have to do that. <laughs> Hope you've got a logo in the works, a theme song, all that stuff. I don't. Can't I, wait. As a matter of fact, I don't. So <laughs> so if, if if you do graphic design or, or can make songs, holla at your boy, landon.don at gmail.com. And I'm only half kidding when I say that. Folks, I feel like this has been a whole episode. So here's my proposal to the crowd here that I'm looking at virtually. I think we call this an episode. And then we just make a little bonus episode to release Wednesday that'll include our thoughts on Universal. What do you think? I bonus. love it. I love bonus. it. Bonus. Give the people more. 
Okay. So, so I guess that makes the bonus episode, the penultimate episode True. of the Morning Monorail hey, podcast. what have we done our whole career as Morning Monorail family? We've given you more than you expected. That's what we've done, and that's yeah. what we're going to do one more time. So, yes, it'll be a non-numbered episode because I want to Episode win. 169 was so nice. We're doing it twice. Yeah, I want to end on 170. So, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for the day. I'm going to do quick plugs. Adventureswithsteffers.com. Go check out Adventures, Adventures for Steffers. Adventures Don't adjacent the people. <laughs> Adventure, Adventures adjacent to Steffers. Uh, go check it out. She's on Instagram. She's also Asian Zing ninety five ninety five on Twitter. <laughs> I was going to say something else. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. Um, Twenty six. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, whatever number you were going to throw out there. So. Um, but also, there's links to all of her stuff on themorningmonorail.com, so check that out. Landon is at L-A-N-D-O-Z on Twitter. He's also on The Phil Show every Monday to Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. You can check him out there and on News Talk 990, 987. No, News no. Talk 987. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Dot com. See, this is, this is why we normally let the professional handle Landon's plugs. Landon, Landon's plugs are too lengthy to be handled by Landon at this time. It is a mouthful, and that's even after I cut out some crap. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we're at Morning Monorail on all of the things. Go to morningmonorail.com for links to Steffers, for links to T Public. Join the Morning Monorail family on Facebook, which will be a ongoing group even after this podcast is retired next week. I'm looking forward to hear from all of you. If you send us your audio clips, your thoughts, make sure you do it to Monday morning monorail at gmail.com by the end of the day, Wednesday, August 25th. We'll include those in the show. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And you will probably hear me cry during the podcast. So looking yeah. forward to that. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> but you all have been awesome. Remember to thank a cast member. Thank a cast member. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com. And the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. <laughs>